All right, good morning. I am sitting here with Father Noga. How are you, Father? Real good on this snowy morning <laughs> as we get close to St. Patrick's Day. There's always a snowstorm close to St. Patrick's Day, so we have not been let down. Really? Yes, always, always, always. There's always one last gasp of winter, and it's always around St. Patrick's Day. So hopefully we got it and we're done. Yeah, no, we're, we're hoping. So, I guess my first question would be, how long have you been involved with St. Patrick's Church? I've been pastor here 31 years, going on 32 years. Oh, wow. And what brought you to St. Pat's? Well, in our Roman Catholic tradition, uh, we have an open listing uh, program that when parishes come open, a bishop sends out a letter and says, this parish is open, somebody's interested, uh, you know, put in your, your bid for it. Um, and I had been stationed in the 70s in St. Christine Parish, which is on the west side. And the hospital, which is now the county offices, Oak Hill Renaissance, south side hospital, we used to have a lot of parishioners that would be in the hospital there. So I would come down Route 62, turn left on Oak Hill, and I would pass here. And at that time, in the late 60s and 70s, you know, there was quite a bit of racial unrest in the country and here in Youngstown, especially in this neighborhood. And it just kind of uh, always interested me that when this parish was built in the 1920s, the current church, but the church started in 1911, uh, that it was such a massive structure right in the middle of the neighborhood because the neighborhood just exploded when the Market Street Bridge was built back in the early 1900s. So I thought now this church and the school is kind of uh, in the middle of an extremely transitioning neighborhood and city. And, um, you know, churches in general can have something to do with the transition. So I just was always kind of interested. I'd drive by here and I'd say, it'd be interesting to be there maybe someday. And I do, I love the city a lot. Um, so when it came open in 1985, I put a letter in. Actually, I wrote the letter on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> wow. And uh, in early April, Bishop called and said, uh, uh, thanks for your interest, and you'll be going there. That's fantastic. So we generally have a term limit uh, issue, but our previous bishop, not the current one, uh, for whatever reason, he did, he dropped that. So we have a lot of priests that have been at their parishes now. 20, 25, close to 30 years. So people will say, wow, don't you guys move every once in a while? Yeah, we generally did, but our former bishop kind of dropped that for a while. So there's quite a few of us in the bracket that I'm in. Uh, and it is a long time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, So that's kind of how I got here and you know, went through our own transition. We uh, closed our Catholic school, then it became a Catholic Lutheran school, then a charter school. So uh, a lot of transition with the, the school there, the neighborhood, tremendous transition, and now we're kind of in the, I would say, pre-rebuilding mode because there's been an extreme amount of demolition done, which has been a positive because it reduces uh, blight, uh, vacant houses, house animals, which usually aren't too good for the neighborhood, uh, crime, you know, sometimes drug deals and prostitution. So we were pretty much surrounded in a lot of the churches in this neighborhood, but through the city's aggressive demolition <clears throat> efforts, uh, the neighborhood is 
nicely cleaned out, a lot more to go, but uh, you can see the possibilities with vacant land as, uh, you know, things can happen. Yes, a lot of green space going up, and that actually segues perfectly into my following question. What, um, <clears throat> what are some of the impacts that St. Pat's has had while you have been with them uh, within the community? Well, I think because of uh, our school, which closed in the mid-1990s, a lot of the families who have been here for a long time uh, felt like they had a relationship with the parish, even though they weren't Catholic. But it was like, you know, the school was part of our family, so we feel we're part of St. Pat's. So when things like our community gardens, we have two acres of gardens started, there was a lot of those folks, or neighbors, not tons, but people would say, oh, so you're going to start gardens, you know, can we be part of that? And we said, oh, sure, you know, you don't have to be a member of St. Pat's. So I think there was that general feel that, uh, although it was a Roman Catholic church that had its membership, uh, a lot of the city churches were much more open to a broader sense of what the community was. Then, um, with the group Action, which is a group of churches, uh, not only in the city, but in the suburbs, we started tackling some of the blight issues all over the city, and it helped our particular group here in St. Pat's to kind of be organized to get demolition done around the church and the neighborhood. Then, uh, Pat Kerrigan and some other parishioners, uh, Carl James, uh, saw the need for a small business incubator. You know, the YBI is considered one of the best in the world, um, but there's small folks who might want to do a small company like cleaning, party planning, you know, maybe two or three employees, and they don't really fit the mold of YBI. So uh, Pat and Carl started a small business incubator down the street from here. And it's had very good success of enabling and fostering local neighborhood people to realize, yeah, they could start a little business. And the advantage is that the little office building down there, they don't have to have an office. They use the office, the equipment, the copiers, the fax machines. Because uh, even if you're a small business and you want to start up, you need that equipment. Yeah. So that, that really kind of uh, has helped. And it kind of said segued into uh, using Oak Hill Avenue as a street to try to help to clean up, put a lot of green space, get a lot of houses torn down. Some businesses too that had been gone for years. So we're trying to build on what CCA is doing on Market Street, although we'll never be a that scope. <laughs> CCA really has totally transformed Market Street in the city. And so we're trying to do a small version of that. And CCA helps us, I might add, doing that along Oak Hill so that when you drive from the city limits, or excuse me, from Oak Hill on Indianola down to downtown, it's eye-appealing. There's some growth happening. There's a few businesses there. Um, and I believe it helps, too, the fact that at the bottom of the hill is, you know, the city cemetery, which is a classic and uh, the Oak Hill Collaborative and the county offices. So people going down Oak Hill, uh, there, there's a better entrance way than driving down and thinking, wow, look at all these empty <laughs> buildings. You know, two new playgrounds have developed here on the street. Um, we do have a school now, a charter school, and the churches along Oak Hill are very much a part of the uh, empowering of this street to be kind of reclaimed. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, no, CCA, um, I didn't know that they worked with you guys. Do you, was it you that reached out to CCA or did CCA reach out mm-hmm. to you when they started seeing the work you guys No, we just did a little pocket park up the street. I was talking to you before this podcast began and uh, they were they were happy to see that because their buildings were half a block away from this extremely blighted, uh, totally the fence was totally knocked over, uh, windows out of the building, a terrible blight. So they said that if we put in the pocket park and took care of that, that their grass cutting crew, which is monstrous, you know, they're all over the place. <laughs> CCA trucks, spring and summer, are all over cutting grass, that they would keep the grass cut in that. So that's a big thing. Yes. You know, otherwise you could have a great little pocket park, but if the grass gets a foot high, that looks shabby. Yeah. So they said they would do that because we're literally, the park is a half a block from their buildings. That's nice. So, and they're, as far as we were told from the leadership there, what they do grant-wise and all that, they're allowed to do on the street and one block in. So we fit that criteria. That's nice. So we're thrilled. Yeah. Plus, we're happy to have them as neighbors because they're, <laughs> they're great neighbors. Yeah. Outside of working with St. Pat, uh, Patrick's, what do you do within the community or what do you like to be involved within? Well, the group action, I would say, is has really put our parish and about 20 other churches, and not all Catholic, and not all in the city, in regular contact with each other on, on issues. Uh, a couple years ago, a former funeral home, um, the family moved, and so the funeral home was really kind of let go, became a big blighted area too. And we did a, what we call the Holy Ground March, where we marched around the building and brought attention to the fact that it needs to get torn down. And I'm oversimplifying this, but within a year's time, it was torn down. So it's now a, a grassy area, which is cut by the neighbors and um, got rid of a lot of blight. So it's like, it's like the power of people working, you know, working together. I also do a little bit of work. I'm happy to work. Uh, there's about a dozen chaplains of the police department we take a week at a time, and I, uh, I work with that, and uh, been real happy to be on the WRTA board. Although I'll be going off the board uh, next month, but I've been on it for quite a while. And uh, WRTA, even though it's had some struggles, is in pretty good financial shape now because of the uh, county half cent tax levy that was passed initially and then passed again. So. People see the value of the buses getting people to work in that. The majority of people who take the buses are going to work. Yeah. And so that's important mm-hmm. to keep people working. So those uh, action and uh, the police department and WRTA board has kept me in touch with what goes on in every neighborhood in the city, not just the south side. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> what has been, I mean, how, how long have you lived within the Youngstown area? My whole life. Your whole life? What is... 68 this week. Oh, wow. Uh, my father will be 69. Okay. Uh, when, um... What has been your favorite aspect of living within the Youngstown area? Well, growing up here, you know, and I'm not just going to hearken to the past, but being 68, growing up here, I mean, we had everything. I mean, the mills were booming. We had a college, certainly not as big as it is now. We had a wonderful park system, which we still have. Um, you know, we had the three TV networks. Somebody once said to me that if 
Youngstown now went after one of the TV networks, we'd probably be told, no, you're just not a big enough market. But we had all that as a bigger city, and although it's a struggle to maintain all that, we still have it. Mm -hmm. So uh, recreating this area into a uh, uh, medium-sized city, college city, uh, has got a lot of potential, and I think we we see that in the uh, work and in the rhetoric and the cheerleading that you know Jim Tressel provides currently, and others. Mm -hmm. We have a good mayor now, John McNally, and uh, I think all that synergy is a positive. So, you know, we still have the beautiful park that people come to visit. Uh, we have a a good bus system, not just because I'm on the board, but we do have a good bus system. There's a dedicated staff down there. And the um, university is growing by leaps and bounds. Um, so I think there's people who realize that with all that and the regeneration of the downtown, that there are possibilities mm -hmm. here. So I'm glad to be part of that. Yeah, no. <clears throat> I wish I was about 20 years younger so that I could see more of that coming to pass, but I'm just grateful to be part of what I'm doing right now. That's good. Um, outside of organizations like the CCA and um, uh, Neighborhood Watch, what, how has participation been within the church? I mean, how, has, how have you been viewing participation, whether it be um, working with these parks that you guys are putting up or um, anything within the community? In just the church in general, how has attendance or participation been? Well, I think people see that uh, city churches in any denomination struggle because the population base of the city shrinks. However, like here, the vast majority of our parishioners live outside the city but have a history here. So they feel that connection, and this is a way of not just linking civic things but their religion into what's going on in the city. And truthfully, no church, no small incubator, no CCA, no, none of those can do that by themselves. But the uh, positive vibe that comes out of working together, I think, is what energizes a lot of our parishioners. Mm -hmm. Because they just see things happening and they realize, wow, it's not just us pushing a rock up the hill. It's a lot of people doing that. Mm -hmm. so. um. Within the next five years, what is something you would like to see within the area? Well, you know, uh, when I came here, and if somebody would have told me that someday you'd have parishioners living downtown in 1985, I probably would have said, well, that's probably a stretch. But I do have parishioners living downtown now in three different apartment buildings. Um, so. Here's me trying to promote that positive energy, and yet I was kind of a doubting Thomas. But I think a lot of people, certainly much more knowledgeable than me, realize that uh, we have to work on the neighborhoods so that the downtown isn't an oasis, but an extension of a city that's trying to grow. I know we're not going to grow the way we were, and I don't think any city does, even big and vibrant metropolitan areas. They have to go through their changes and struggles. But, you know, we're compact enough that you don't have to drive too far to get anywhere. And uh, there's a lot of land available now. So, uh, you know, there's been a lot of projects like Habitat for Humanity, which are very good. Jubilee Homes, very good. 
but they're, they're on a small scale. So I would like to see a, a large scale redevelopment of some of the neighborhoods where there's a lot of vacant land. And I think that is possible. Mm -hmm. I know, um, I know this Thursday, tomorrow, you guys have a few events coming up. Um, what, during the week or the weekend of St. Patrick's Day, because I know this is one of the first times it's fallen on a Friday in a while, right. is there anything that you guys plan for or prep for in regards to? <clears throat> well, we, we uh, have been asked for the last 10 years or so to, uh, because it's St. Patrick's Church in the city, we host the Ancient Order of Hibernians. They have a, a mass, a bishop will be here, on Friday at 10.30, and then they name their man and woman of the year at a luncheon, which is in our hall. So that's that's been on St. Patrick's Day for about the last 10 years here. Uh, tomorrow night, on the eve of St. Patrick's Day, we'll have our parish dinner and raffle in our social hall. And then on the weekend, uh, even though that'll be past St. Patrick's Day, you know, our regular liturgies will make mention of the good saint from Ireland and probably have some Irish hymns and all that. So it's it's a good couple of days, uh, even with the traditional snowstorm. <laughs> People come to that. They really do. They, they really come to the A The AOH is a very strong fraternal organization, and they'll be here in great numbers. Fraternal organization, and then they have a woman's component, too. <clears throat> Are there any following um, or upcoming events or plans or anything that you're looking forward to, whether it be in the next month or the next six months that you guys have planned that you're um, excited about? Well, we're looking forward to participating. Uh, the Boys and Girls Club is going to expand their land. They're going to go all the way to Market Street. And if you were to stand at their front door now and look at Market Street, there was an old grocery store there that was abandoned. And that just got torn down last month. Okay. So now the possibility of pushing their property all the way to Market and having a park on Market Street is not only possible, but it's going to happen. Oh, wow. It's actually being uh, promoted heavily by the editor of The Vindicator. I forget which service club he's in. So we're going to be part of that, as well as the block watches and other churches. There'll be a lot of cleanup. That used to be a city park, and it's been left go for decades. Mm -hmm. So there'll be a lot of work, but a lot of potential for that. We also have here in the parish, we have a a day a year, usually in June or July, called FOAM, Families on a Mission, where we uh, send small groups out to seven or eight uh, different sites, uh, maybe playing bingo at a, at a nursing home or uh, building a small ramp for somebody who needs it at their house, fixing front steps of a house. We try to work with interfaith home maintenance on that. And that's become very popular because families, they do it together, they go out and come back and have a meal on that but it's a reminder that everything you do at a church is wonderful but we're supposed to do that in our tradition so that we reach out to others so that'll be coming up I think in June and then seven times a year we have our monthly spaghetti dinner which draws between four and five hundred people a lot of people who don't live in the city they just come for good spaghetti we have a best so we'll have one in March first Sunday of March excuse me we had that first Sunday of April and first Sunday of May we take off the three months of summer. But it's become quite a popular event and incorporated with that in the afternoon. In church is always a uh, um, hour-long concert. In fact, County Mayo, who's probably very busy this week with St. Patrick's Day, will be the April concert at 1.30. Oh, awesome. I think, I think that's April 1st, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is.
So, but the uh, Boys and Girls Club thing and foam and uh, First Communion and Confirmation coming up. Those are big events for our Catholic churches and they're wonderful events here. Nope, I was wrong. It's April 2nd. April 2nd. Not April 1st. Sorry about that. Well, I mean, thank you very much for oh, meeting welcome. with me. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, the city of you, we're, we're obviously trying to brand and bring as much positive light to the Youngstown area as we can. And I think uh, everything that you know you mentioned, everything that's going on is a great in- indicator of that. And uh, thank you so much for meeting with me. Thanks for the city of you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Crawford. <laughs>